the Rare Disorder podcast. I'm your host, Shivani, and this is the 12th episode of my Meet a Fighter series, so let's dive right into it. So, for some background on narcolepsy before the interview, go check out episode 2 of my podcast, where I interviewed another narcolepsy fighter. Now, I am so excited to welcome Lindsay, who is a fighter of narcolepsy. I am so excited to have you on my podcast today. To start, I was wondering if you could talk about an average day in your life with narcolepsy. Yeah, of course. Um, and I will start off by saying with narcolepsy to me, there isn't really an average day. Um, my symptoms kind of uh, fluctuate a lot. Um, but for the most part, you know, I do work full time. Um, I've got a lot of flexibility with my job, you know, in let's say, you know, I'm having a better day. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't affect me as much, but on those bad days, you know, I do take more breaks. Um, I use my lunch typically to take a nap. Um, for me, my nap is almost, I would say as important just as my medication. You know, I take my medication, you know, roughly three times a day, um, I take, you know, some of my weight-promoting things both in the morning and typically um, right before I lay down for my nap. Um, Then once I wake up from my nap, those um, stimulant medications have started to kick in. Um, When planning my day with work, you know, I take into consideration the tasks that are going to take more energy. Mm -hmm. So I do those during the points of the day that typically I'm more awake, um, you know, but throughout the day I am constantly having to adjust that. You know, if I have a point that I'm feeling more sleepy, you know, I'm going to be doing tasks that take that less energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a wonderful supervisor that, you know, those really bad days that I just can't function, she is very understanding. Um, so I may not work that full day. Um, I may end up making that time up later in the week or using, um, even in some situations, you know, paid or unpaid time, um, to accommodate for that. Um, so it really is for me just learning how to fluctuate, um, and listen to my body. Um, Mm -hmm. that's something that has taken a lot of practice, um, two days are the same for me Mm -hmm. all right and then is there anything you feel that other people should know about narcolepsy like common misconceptions or anything like that um I honestly could go on forever about this topic um I feel like so many people that uh you know hear about narcolepsy they've seen it in the movies the tv um all of that And it's so different than what narcolepsy actually is. Um, You know, they see the people just randomly falling asleep, you know, mid-sentence in the bowl of spaghetti. Um, I hear so many comments about, you know, the movie Deuce Bigelow. Um, And that is so far from the truth for me. Um, You know, I I don't randomly fall asleep. Body... um, does not get because of a um, neurotransmitter in my brain it does not get the restful sleep that most people do 
so with that, you know, that causes issues both with sleepiness during the day as well as, you know, even some cases of struggling to sleep at night. Um, more so the timing of sleepiness is just off for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, you know, there's other things that come along. You know, I have hypnagogic and hypnagogic hallucinations. Um, so I may, you know, see things as I'm waking up or falling asleep that aren't actually there. Um, and it kind of blurs, you know, reality and dream in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and along with that can come sleep paralysis. Um, I also deal with brain fog a lot. Um, I can be middle of the sentence and just not be able to find words. My husband laughs at me um, because uh, the perfect example right now, uh, I won't be able to find the words, so I will literally describe it. Uh, there was one time I even... I was trying to tell him that I wanted shrimp for dinner and I could not think of the word. Mm -hmm. So I literally told him the fishy pink things that you cook was (laughs) how I described it. Um, So there's a lot of symptoms, you know, that the movies don't convey that we deal with. Um, And it's frustrating when, you know, people think it's as simple as just falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much more than that. You know, it's something that we deal with at any moment throughout the day. Mm-hmm. All right. And then what are some ways that you are coping with narcolepsy? Um, I'm really thankful. I have found a great doctor that actually listens to me and really understands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's not a one size fit all regimen for narcolepsy. So it has been a lot of try things they fail and try something new um but we've worked through and found you know things that are starting to work for me um and part of it too is you know me being really strict with my naps um i know that if i try to push to and not take that nap that day probably is not going to be the best day for me mm-hmm. um and learning you know to really focus on, you know, what makes me happy and what I need to do um, and putting my energy there because ultimately there's only so much energy I'm going to have in a given day, even on my best day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try to put that energy in things that really do give me joy. Um, I've also found, you know, an amazing group of people through my support group that I'm able to talk to and learn from. Um, so that has made a huge difference for me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, agree that like support groups are really great resources, um, especially since some of these conditions are like so rare. So it's really great to find other people who are dealing with the same thing and really can understand your struggles. Yeah, exactly. Even some of the people I've noticed that don't have the same conditions, Mm -hmm. but some of the symptoms overlap, Um, you know, brain fog, fatigue, things like that are so common for so many different conditions. 
So mm-hmm. I've even connected with others, you know, that have some of these other rare conditions um, that get some of that struggle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's support, you know, both within, you know, that condition, but also, you know, the rare and chronic disease community as a whole, uh, which has really helped as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, have you ever encountered a major struggle with narcolepsy and how were you able to overcome it? I think for me, my biggest struggle was honestly getting diagnosed. I mean, it took me 18 years to get my diagnosis. Um, for so many years, you know, I was told, you know, oh, you know, your lab results came back, you know, you're perfectly fine, or you have a longer sleep cycle. Um, I even had one doctor that told me, um, you know, that was just part of getting older. Um, and as I did get more into my late teens and early 20s, you know, they were thinking it was depression. But um, the way I overcame it was I really had to become my own advocate. Mm -hmm. I had to, you know, I started doing my own research, you know, coming with, coming to them, um, you know, constantly finding, you know, new doctors to talk to. um, And thank goodness, you know, for me having to switch primary care doctors due to an insurance change because ultimately that doctor was the one that helped me get to a sleep specialist that finally understood what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, but just, you know, learning to not take your fine as the final answer. Um, and just continuing to explore until I got my answers. Um, because, I mean, that was a huge struggle, you know, 18 years dealing with these symptoms and not being diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, and then moving into the next question, I know you have, like, an advocacy Instagram account and stuff like that, so if any, what are some initiatives that you take to raise awareness for narcolepsy or even other rare conditions? Yeah, so, um, it kind of depends on um, different points. I've done different things. One of the first things I did was I got involved with Project Sleep's Rising Voices of Narcolepsy. Um, And with that, you know, I do um, speak to different um, groups about, you know, what narcolepsy is because there are so many conceptions both within, you know, our culture as a whole, but also within the medical community. So I go and speak to a lot of um, sleep techs and, you know, really talk to them about what it's like to live with narcolepsy, what it's like to go through that diagnosis. Um, And there's several of their advocacy events that I've participated in. Um, Last September was actually the second um, World Narcolepsy Day. And Mm -hmm. I ended up um, connecting with a reporter that also had narcolepsy. So we did um, a story for World Narcolepsy Day about, you know, our two stories and, you know, how we live with them and how they differ. Because there's, even within, you know, narcolepsy, there's not two people that have that same exact story. You know, we all experience things a little bit differently. Uh, you know, and just 
doing everything I can, you know, to help, you know, even if it's, you know, one or two people understand the difference in narcolepsy on TV and the reality. Um, because that does slow down diagnosis a lot. And I don't want others to have to go through what I went through. Mm -hmm. All right. And then I was just wondering if there were any helpful resources that you have found that you would like to share um, to help other people with narcolepsy or just like rare conditions in general. Um, I think for me, you know, the support groups have been a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I did those through a nonprofit Wake Up Narcolepsy. Um, there's also several people I've even connected with on Instagram, you know, that have narcolepsy that I've had some really great conversations with. Um, and, you know, like I mentioned, you know, for me, I did work full time. So a big part of that was, you know, I've applied for ADA accommodations and I have accommodations to help me be able to do my job. And a big part of that was me going through Ask Jan. They have a lot of helpful resources, you know, for accommodations, um, whether, you know, it's narcolepsy or any kind of chronic condition. Um, those have been some really helpful resources for me. Um, but honestly, it's been those connections, you know, in books and, you know, different resources, you know, we, we can learn, you know, the science part of it. But to me, there's something so important and so valuable about learning about the actual reality of living with these conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, so just to kind of end off now, I was wondering if there was anything else you would like to share with my podcast audience. It can be anything in general or, like, even something specific. Just anything you would like to share. Um, My biggest thing, you know, is trust your gut. Like, when you know feel like something's wrong with your body, you know, even if you're not getting the answer, you know, continue to search for those. Um. Because, you know, getting that diagnosis isn't, you know, the end, obviously. But we can't begin to really, you know, learn how to live with this until we have that diagnosis. And so many of these rare conditions, you know, doctors don't know about. Um, So just really learning to be your own advocate so that you can get those answers and be able to finally, you know, live... um, your life and be able to, you know, enjoy it. Um, and even though we will still have to live with these conditions, you know, find things that do help throughout that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Um, and just like also like listening to your body cause you know, your body best and, um, like making sure you're with the right doctor, because I know some doctors can sometimes like, not really be able to understand um, narcolepsy or whether it's any other rare condition. Um, So yeah, I 100% agree with um, what you said and um, yeah. Yeah, and I think you hit a really good point there with finding the right doctor. Um, You know, both with primary care and our specialist. You know, it took me many years to find that right fit you know someone that can essentially be part of your team 
you know, to help you get the best care that you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to um, kind of close off now, I would like to thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me today and sharing your story and um, really helping educate people and spread awareness for narcolepsy. So just thank you so much for joining me today.